Some of the ways I was being challenged to answer this question looked like irritability with things I thought would make me happy. Things like my relationship, my friendships or the lack thereof, my paycheck, and ultimately myself. And so although these components should add happiness and value to my already meaningful life, my emotions at that point in time was contingent upon money and my relationships. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Growing Up With Sisters. In this episode, we will be chit-chatting it up about romanticizing your life, what that looks like, and why you need to get into it if you haven't already done so. Per usual, we're going to kick off this episode with a question followed by a background story. I'm your host, Morgan Walker, and you are now tuned into episode 9, Romanticizing My Life. I think at this point the idea of romanticizing your life has been around long enough for everyone to be familiar with the concept romanticizing your life is pretty much just doing the small things you know paying attention to details that will create a life you can fall in love with and being more mindful about how you show up in your life some people when I did my research um, supported the idea and had a lot of really great things to say about it like It made them enjoy life more, it made them feel more confident, it gave them main character energy and things as such as. Other people felt like, you know, it was a little unrealistic and kind of sets you up to be depressed. Personally, after applying it to my own life, I feel like it's worth everyone's time to try it for themselves. So, the question of the day is, how much time do you put aside to make your life worth living? While you're thinking of an answer, let me fill you guys in on what my life has looked like prior to making this intentional shift. Personally, this was a question I have been grappling with, especially when I have first graduated college. I'm not sure if it was legit just being out in the real world and finally being done with school, but once I left school for good, as in securing my first degree, Life began asking me a lot of questions that your girl was not prepared to answer. For example, the one I just previously asked you guys. And while life doesn't have actual vocality, some of the ways I was being challenged to answer this question looked like irritability with things I thought would make me happy. Things like my relationship, my friendships, or the life thereof, my paycheck, and ultimately myself. And so although these components should add happiness and value to my already meaningful life, my emotions at that point in time were contingent upon money and my relationships. I really just didn't know what I needed for myself in order to find fulfillment in my own life. However, we will get into all of that. As a recent graduate, I came out of college with a job that I had already been working at before I got my degree. And so I would wake up every morning at 8 and return home by 6.30, exhausted and in need of a nap. And I mean, you're working from, let's say, 9.30 to 6.30. You're waking up at 8, probably not getting home until, you know, minutes to 7. Who would not be exhausted? For me, once I would get home... I pretty much lounged around in bed until I took said nap, which left me with very little free time when I woke up or 
I would spend my time scrolling on my phone and talking on the phone until it was time to go to bed because I really just did not have the energy to do much else. And this was, for me, very frustrating because it was like, you know, I had very little time for myself. I had very little time for the people that I love. And I wasn't making that much money in the midst of busting my behind. This was what prompted me to begin looking for another job and once I secured another job I handed in my resignation letter to the other one interestingly enough though God had other plans and so I secured the other job but the other one I was working at had offered me a raise and new hours so I was like okay I'll stay um and and I just moved forward working at both places let me just mention though that I actually did love working at that first job. I just kind of felt that, you know, as someone with a bachelor's degree, I should be getting paid more. It was the duality of having a job I really enjoyed being at, not paying me what I felt I should be paid, and grappling with the fact that while I did not want to leave, I did feel as if I needed a larger check. I'm going to try to explain this in the simplest way possible. So with that first job, I was making a lot more money than I had ever made, yet with more money coming in from having the second job, I still was not satisfied. In fact, I was probably more tired and irritable than I had ever been, and so I just want to take a a moment to just give a special shout out to everyone who currently works two jobs or has ever done so in the past. Let me tell you guys, it is not easy, especially. Especially when you have to do it because you need to pay your bills and you don't have anyone else to rely on. And so I carried on with this process for a few months before ending up replacing the second job and eventually just going back to the first one and working full time. But it was in the midst of that entire thing when I realized that just because I had more money did not mean that I was going to find more fulfillment. While the extra cash was nice, my mental state was what really needed to change. So in the midst of my job hopping, I heard about this trend and chose to commence looking for things to excite me, which leads me to my next point. What does romanticizing your life look like? So for some people, it looks like taking your time in the morning, Treating yourself to something you really like, whether that be flowers or shoes. It can be taking yourself on dates, creating a playlist for your life, which I haven't tried yet, but will definitely be making one soon. Or simply taking 30 minutes to just read before going to bed. So as you can see, these are very small, detail-oriented things that have the power to influence your overall mood and thought pattern. In the United States especially, we are very much accustomed to hustling and moving at a very fast pace every day showing up for emotionally and mentally and even physically demanding jobs and so I know that at times it's hard even for me to give myself the grace to slow down and take my time but I was noticing that I was slipping into this cycle of feeling overwhelmed and unhappy very often and I know that it's normal to feel this way at times but I was getting tired of being in that emotional state and so I don't know I decided to dive into this trend and start making adjustments in my life for example 
taking the time to make meals I could be excited about. Now, I'm sure this is true for many people like it was true for me. It just wasn't feasible for me to buy lunch every single day, but that didn't mean that I had to wait until I got paid to be excited over a meal and start splurging. So what I decided to do was, you know, put my own spin on my food by making breakfast parfaits, cream of wheat, and oatmeal. And I know some some of y'all are listening to this like, girl, ill, not oatmeal. But yes, yes, oatmeal. I actually created a recipe that works for me. And no, it is not overnight oats. I have never tried overnight oats. But what I can say now is that I genuinely really like oatmeal. Um, And so this simple step only added to me already looking forward to going to work. Another example I'm going to give you guys. I did not want to wait until I got to a specific destination in life to be able to start enjoying it, which is something that a lot of people talk about. Um, or, Or look forward to waking up every day. And this is not to say that I don't have many mornings where I wish I could stay in bed longer, but that is exactly my point. No one is forcing you to come into work um, every single day. And, you know, we, we definitely do have bills to pay, but vacations and weekends are not the only days you are allowed to take for yourself. And in realizing this, it inspired me to begin taking a day or two off every month. Now, I can understand how this, you know, might be seen as a privilege, but if it's possible for you to do so, I would highly suggest trying to make this happen. You know, it's just nice to wake up and have nothing to do for a whole 24 hours, especially when adulting can make you feel like there is always something that needs your attention 24-7. Romanticizing my life gave me something to look forward to in my everyday life, separate from everyone else but myself. Another thing I decided to do for a time was, you know, take swimming classes on my gym. I love swimming. But it has always been an activity that was reserved for the summertime. Having access to a gym that offered this leisure gave me something to look forward to on my hardest days at work. When I began to practice romanticizing my life, I got to see firsthand that my finances, my relationships, and and everything external from me were not the reason why I was not happy. I was the reason. If I am eating junk food all the time, then that's only going to add to my tiredness, give me brain fog, slow me down, make me bloated. And then, you know, of course, I would go home and be upset when I had no energy to do anything other than lay in bed. It also did not help to be scrolling on social media because it only distracted me from how much time I was really wasting doing absolutely nothing. And so at some point, I decided I deserve better from myself. If I wanted to be happy, I had to figure out what was going to do that. If having a good breakfast made me want to get up, then I should brainstorm a grocery list of things I was excited to eat. If I wanted to become physically fit, why not give myself a routine that would encourage me to keep going back to the gym? If I wanted to make more money without doing much manual labor, I needed first to be more conscious of my spending. If I wanted to be more productive, I had to create an environment that would encourage me to do so. 
I do want to put it out there that, you know, it took some time for me to actually start seeing my life change. And even now, I am not as consistent as I would like to be. But I know that this stuff works because for a time, I was feeling a lot better. Um, But even now, when I'm in a funk, I have tools that I can use that I know will help lift my spirits. And I don't mean masquerade or suppress my emotions. I mean health outlets that support my mental well-being. Anywho, that is officially a wrap, you guys. If this episode felt personal to you, please feel free to leave a rating below. It helps the show expand its audience. Also, if you have not already done so, we invite you to follow us on Instagram at Growing Up With Sisters with two S's at the end and on TikTok, same handle. Listen out for next week's episode, episode 10, Respect the Process, which is all about giving yourself the grace to fail and be patient with your growth. Remember, happiness is not contingent upon any other factor other than what you do and believe. Until next time, ciao for now.